0: Hot Press Podcast presents all the way from the literary and musical town of Listowel in County Kerry, backstage at Mike the Pies, a podcast presented by Megan O'Donoghue.
1: You're listening to Backstage at Mike the Pies, the podcast with Megan O'Donoghue. I'm joined with Jake from Turnstiles, a five piece band from Galway. How are yeah. you?
0: Good, yeah. 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 I know got a little bit of an energy rush after the gig not the same as playing to people but still nice to kind of play something you know? yeah exactly. at
1: least you get that as well during mm. all these st- all these strange times
0: yeah I think we've played three live streams now so it's okay. funny you know it's never going to be the same but it's good to even stay with yeah. them and you know just get ready for fun things
1: what do you like about the live streams?
0: Um, I just like giving people a chance to hear new music because like we spent the whole yeah. summer writing uh obviously when when it wasn't full-blown lockdown and we were just in killian's shed writing songs so it's it's weird because our set list now is probably 80 percent different from the last time we played for people yeah so it feels weird to have all these songs that nobody's heard so it's kind of nice to get a chance to put them out there somehow
1: so i suppose we're talking there we jumped the gun i suppose Mm. who is turnstiles and who's
0: who so there's me on bass and then we have killian and Cullum are the two guitar players, and Callum on vocals, and Luke is our drummer. Then, so we started up about a year and a half ago, maybe two years almost. It, yeah, time's gone obviously a lot faster this year. Yeah. But we were gigging properly for about eight months as a band, and uh, before everything shut down. And yeah, it's been kind of it. It took off like quite quickly. Like we were practicing for a couple of months, and then got a few gigs and. We ended up playing in the Button Factory and, you know, Wheelands and stuff a good few times. So it was it was a really, really good year. And then we had festivals booked and all that kind of stuff. And it just kind of got taken away. So it was a little frustrating, but you kind of see the light at the end of the tunnel now, I think. Yeah.
1: I mean, you're on bass. So mm-hmm. where would your music influences come from?
0: Um. I mean, we were actually talking about it in the car on the way up. The Pixies are a big influence for all of us mm-hmm. and definitely for me as a bass player like Kim Deal is one of my favourites Um, but in terms of like we have all different kinds of musical influences but a lot of the not motivation but like we realised that being in a band like this was possible I think after like Fontaines and the Murder Capital and yeah. all like Idols and them kind of got big and it just made us it made you feel like oh there's actually a you know a platform for bands like these and that's kind of we started kind of in the aftermath of, you know, the first Fontaine's album and stuff. And yeah. It's so it was not even a musical influence, but it's just, like, a practical influence. Like, oh, there's, there's an audience. So that was why yeah. we kind of started this band.
1: And I suppose even before that, I suppose the thought was in your head mm. about getting together as a band.
0: Um. Yeah, so we... So me and Colin were in uh, another band when we were in, like, in secondary school. And then... Um, I was living in Spain for a little bit, and I kind of been just texting Callum. They were like, "Oh, we should start a band when I come back." And I was gone for about four months, and uh, yeah, he had just met the other lads at different times. I kind of like most bands are started on nights out and just you know talking to people. Oh, we should start a band tomorrow, and yeah, whatever. Um, so there was kind of like because I was away, we had kind of organized it a few months before anything happened. Um, and yeah, like we then. We started practicing around March, I think, and we were Wasting Away. It was, the, like, the first song we ever did at the first practice and released that, like, a month later. So it was very... Everything moved very quickly, and it wasn't too much... You know, we didn't spend, like, a year perfecting our sound and then we go out. Like, it was just kind of... Took whatever came our way, and it was... I think that's a fun way to do it. Yeah.
1: yeah. And what is your sound?
0: Well, I think we're at a bit of a... Maybe a bit of a crossroads, like we kind of, we were doing the early kind of 70s punky stuff at first, because not even for any reason, it just kind of seemed to come quite naturally to us, um, and then just as lo- like lockdown coming and an end to music, it was kind of a time, because like I said, we we started gigging up like very quickly after we got together, so th- that was like the first break we had ever had, and a time to actually think about, okay, what do we want our sound to be going forward, so... We tried to kind of incorporate a bit more you know more post-punky stuff a bit more noise rock and uh we just finished recording some songs with a daniel fox from Girl band um i really like their kind of industrial sound so we're, we're trying to take things in a bit of a different direction but we still like tonight we did kind of the older stuff as well
1: yeah a nice mix
0: yeah yeah it's good to have like the some stuff is a bit slower a bit gloomier but um we always try to finish the set with our most kind of rapid tunes and they're all about a minute and a half long so it's good to just stack them all at the end of the set list Yeah, and, uh, yeah go for it's it cool.
1: yeah. and what was the first gig like for you then together I mean you said you came back from Spain
0: um, yeah so our first gig was actually in our friend's uh, living room and we um, a friend called Gavin put on a festival called Gamstonbury and um, we so yeah we have been practicing for a month maybe two and he was like, oh guys, I'm going to do a, a festival in my, basically in my house. He had yeah. a free house for the weekend. And um, so yeah, we went out there. And <laughs> to the played. parents know? <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's it's lived, you know, in infamy now, so they will yeah. find out about it. But um, yeah, so he obviously had never heard us, didn't, I don't think he even knew any of us played instruments or whatever. Um. So he put us on like at about seven o'clock and he had a few, like a few kind of proper bands from around town, played afterwards, but it was an unbelievable, like, atmosphere, like, to this day, one of the best atmospheres we've had at a gig, because it was a living room that should hold about 10 max people, and there was about 50 in there, and it was just, yeah. So after that, we kind of all, you know, went outside afterwards, and like, oh, we can actually, there might be kind of legs on this, so we can do something with it. Yeah. So then we started getting, it was kind of a complete fluke then, about two weeks later, we got a support slot with felonies in, in the Roisin in town, and, Got a really good crowd as well. I think we just like we were just inviting all of our friends to stuff. Yeah. Um but yeah, it was it was hard for us at first to get our own like headlines. Um so we actually found this uh like community center in town called Arsenal Gale and uh we just started putting on our own gigs and they would let us rent the room. Freehouse. Freehouse, so, yeah, that was it. So so that so that was called Freehouse because Gavin's the first gig was in Gavin's free house. Like, <laughs> that's the energy we want to recreate yeah. in this thing that we're putting on. So we put on, like, once a month, four bands for free in this, basically, like, shed slash pub. And, like, that's kind of where we feel most comfortable and, like in terms of atmosphere and stuff.
1: Yeah. And do you think that the success thing of, kind of, other bands, like you mentioned Fontaine's, mm. do you think, like, seeing the success of them kind of looked upon people and they were
0: like, oh my God,
1: yeah, we have a local band here in Galway.
0: I think that was, yeah, I think that might have been part of it. Like, people that I knew were getting into that kind of music. And yeah, one thing I was really proud of with our gigs was that people who would never usually go to gigs were coming, in in Galway anyway. And like, there was kind of, there was a bit of a scene in Galway, but it was like the same few people and they were all in bands and they go to see each other's bands and it was a very yeah, yeah. kinda small thing. Um and I feel like we started attracting people who wouldn't usually go to live like who would maybe go to DJs and clubs but not yeah. usually live bands. Um and I think that was yeah, that was something I was definitely proud of with our Yeah, party.
1: it's a fine achievement. Mm. It really
0: is. Yeah.
1: What's it like then, um, getting national airplay? I mean, you got national airplay through the radio waves uh, mm. with Tantrum, a release from last
0: February. Yeah, um, yeah, I think Dan Haggerty played that on RT a little bit. Um, he's kind of been our main radio host that's gone with us. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's cool to hear the first few times. It was definitely you know, we kind of everybody would listen in and mm. just to hear. It. Like, they never even talk about you and say, oh, this is Tantrum by Turnstiles. And yeah. It's, like, exciting, even though it's, you know, only about five seconds. But, uh, yeah, it's cool. It's, like, the radio isn't what it used to be. It's not like you're on the radio, you've made it. I think yeah. there's definitely other, uh, like, Spotify and yeah. the likes of Bandcamp. That's kind of where it's at, if you really want to attract listeners. Yeah. But I mean, I think you've got
1: over 130,000 streams, on Spotify with I Don't Care Which was released just last April
0: Yeah Um. Yeah The, the songs Kind of They had this weird jump We had our, two, our first two singles out on Spotify And they were just like A thousand streams or whatever And then It was it was the night that we played In Gavin's living room And we were all sitting around before it And the streams just went like bananas And it was A lot of it coming from the States Like okay. Phoenix, Arizona Somehow we had a load of like yeah Yeah, listeners so that so spotify has always kind of worked quite well for us like there's a lot of really great bands that you know when you're leaving it up to algorithms and stuff there's always an element of luck um
1: yeah i was talking to um circa richardson she did mm -hmm. a gig here um a few weeks ago and mm -hmm. you know she was saying as well like i mean one of her songs has loads of streams on Mm -hmm. spotify and she got up this cool app and it yeah. said like she loads of listeners in the U. S. Like it was really cool. Yeah, it's
0: nice to be able to see like yeah. around the world. Like we've had, like you know, the Ukraine, China. Like we've had some places that you would never expect people yeah. to listen to the US. So that's the benefit of the, the digital kind yeah. of distribution, I suppose.
1: It must give you such a boost, though, as well, knowing that your lyrics are spreading that far.
0: Yeah, the like the best part definitely doesn't happen so much outside of Galway yet, but like people kind of know the lyrics in, in Galway and when we play there like they get yeah. sung back and like there times where people have been singing lyrics of songs we haven't even released because they've seen us so many times and like it's, yeah. that's definitely one of the best feelings you can have I think
1: yeah gives you the boost for releasing the song yeah,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then besides getting there what platform would you kind of go towards
0: yeah so Spotify is the main one we're on I mean we're on everything we're on yeah. iTunes whatever but, um, we're not really we haven't cracked YouTube yet, like, we, we don't have any music videos. Well, we, one of our songs is a music video, but, um... Yeah, we're kind of, we're not too, um... We, we don't put loads of thought into that kind of stuff. We kind of just put the songs out there and let them,
1: Work themselves. Yeah, I think, yeah.
0: like, live gigs is where it's at for us, and that's mm-hmm. where we... Our best chance of pulling people in, you yeah. know? Um, but obviously, at the moment can't do that so we do have to put a bit more like we have uh, releases coming soon and uh, i think we're gonna have to really put the work in in terms of spotify and radio play
1: yeah i mean the adaption seen by the music industry is just insane at mm. the moment due to covid19 i mean if it wasn't for a global pandemic what was on the plan i suppose forward for 2020
0: so the band that we just played with the love buzz that was the first gig to be cancelled so we we're gonna be playing with them in cork uh, for the first time. So before so we had played Galway, Dublin and Limerick and that yeah. was it. Um, and then we had a, a month where we were gonna be doing Cork, Belfast, Derry and we were kinda like that was like maybe a week after the initial lockdown, so that all obviously got cancelled and uh and then in the summer we had festivals so we had like Forbidden Fruit and K Fest were supposed to be on and those were kinda sickness to be yeah like we were really really we, they got in touch with us around christmas time and basically from christmas time we were just waiting you know for the school year to end and for to be going to the festivals so those are the toughest ones to lose but i think they'll all be coming back definitely this summer hopefully so
1: yeah and then i suppose looking forward then even more into 2021 what's in the pipeline for turnstiles
0: um so we've just recorded some music um can't really I uh, have nothing concrete to announce yet but they'll be coming out early next year that uh, we're still working out all the kind of finer details but yeah it was getting back in the studio was really good because you know like obviously we weren't able to be together even for most of the last year and it kind of yeah. the band was kind of fading away in like the sense that it felt like we were just running an Instagram account and nothing else like you know we weren't playing gigs we weren't even writing songs with each other so yeah it was quite frustrating but uh did you set up
1: zoom meetings and things
0: we did a couple yeah to kind of yeah just to stay sane i think yeah um but yeah we got back together then in may and spent a week out in killian's shed and we wrote a whole batch of new songs and that's when we went to record so it felt like kind of being in a band again what was the
1: feeling like when you went back to record
0: um, yeah I think we we're all really Excited like more so than we have been For other releases we, Like before we go into the studio It was kind of just We weren't again we weren't putting loads of thought into it We just thought okay we have a couple of songs Let's do it but this is our most Again because no live gigs This is the most like Focus we've put on yeah. Going to the studio and recording So there's a real sense of purpose this time and um, We recorded it in two days and then we mix it another two days and so okay. it's like more time and more money than usual um, yeah. so it's exciting it feels like a more serious release than the yeah. others
1: and then I suppose I mean you performed here now Mike the Pies mm. you're Mike the Pies debut yeah um, what did you love about performing here I mean you didn't have kind of the crowd here mm. but I suppose it was nice and intimate it was kind of a reflection back to when you first started as a band
0: yeah well that's like like I was saying that's our kind of Venue like low roof, yeah. small like you know under a hundred people. Um, we've played the biggest place we played was the Button Factory in Dublin, and that that was really good and like having the space, on the stage and you know it was obviously quite a spectacle. Um, from our point of view, but I think the small venues like this it's like that's what we love doing and like yeah. bumping into each other on stage, not even having room to like <laughs> today two of us. Two of us were on the floor in front of the stage, so like yeah. we like that kind of atmosphere and that vibe. So hopefully we'll be back when there's
1: people yeah. we'll all squashed on the stage. Yeah, that's and the, the whole dream. floor filled with people.
0: Yeah, that's that's kind of what we're into and what we're in it for. I think. Yeah. You know, above anything else, we'll above like Spotify streams or you know radio play, I think just cramming as many people into a tiny room as possible. That's what. As it the intimacy
1: us. of it. Mm. Yeah. If you have to play a gig anywhere in the world, where would you rather be?
0: Rather be in Mactopies. <laughs> Backstage at Mike the Pies was produced and presented by Megan O'Donoghue for Hot Press Podcasts.